read that book. You don't know where to start? Go to Proverbs and read a chapter of Proverbs every day. How long could that possibly take you? One chapter of Proverbs every day. You'll read through the book of Proverbs every month. At the beginning of the month, start over. Read it again. Read it, read it, read it, read it. It'll begin to change you from the inside out. It'll give you the answers to solve life situations and problems right out of the Word of God. A lot of times we act like we don't know what to do, but that's kind of a cop-out so that we can continue to do what we want to do. I'm here tonight to tell you, time to toughen up, buttercup. Get in the Word and live that Word. Amen? You're here tonight. You got your Bible. Let's stand together one more time. Hold that Bible up in the air. Let's make a confession. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind, a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout that out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise. He's worthy. Amen. We're excited about what God's doing. And, and you, please understand that, uh, you know, as we move into the future and what God's calling us to do, our purpose really isn't about properties and buildings. It's about people. But yet, you can't reach people without properties and buildings. You kind of got to have it to get her done. And it's amazing to watch God work. Amen. If uh, if you need to know where the property's at, you want to drive by, they want to go out there and, and kick around in the dirt and pray or or you know, I don't know what you want to do. It's, it's that way. We'll, we'll give you exact directions. We're working on stuff to put it up and let you see it. And, uh, you know, it, it, we, we just, we're excited about what God's doing. All right. Amen. And, uh, but that is not at all the total sum of what he's doing. And he's, he's changing lives uh, in a tremendous way. Every week we get great testimonies of, of uh, lives that have been, just been impacted by the power of God. And I'm praying for you, Shelby and I are praying for you every day, that the blessing of God would just overtake you. That, that it would just overwhelmingly uh, show up and blow up in your life. Amen. We're, we're in an incredible season of time when we have the right and the privilege to watch God unfold his will, his plan in our lives. This is a great opportunity because the crazier it gets in the world, the more appealing the peace we walk in it it represents. Amen? Amen. So it's time to, uh, you know, to understand how we live, uh, to know the way we do it. This is what God's word says. Time to get in that book. It says time to get in that book. I think there are some people who spend a little bit of time on Facebook. You know, you know the social networking, uh, it, it, it is exploding across uh, the country and around the world. There's all types of social networks that you can connect to and become a part of. The church has a group on Facebook. And uh, if, if you need help figuring out Facebook, let us know. We'll help you get in there and get it's a great way to stay connected, know what's going on. But I just thought it'd be fun to take a little bit of time and just talk about getting your face in the book. Right? Come on now, you got, you got time for Facebook, you got time to face the book, amen? I said, you got time to face the book. You, you, you can open up that Bible and get a bunch of junk taken care of before it's too late. Amen? How do you know it's not real smart to wait till the bomb hits before you build a bomb shelter? 
You don't have to wait till you're knee-deep in yogurt before you figure out how to stay out of it. And a lot of times that's what we do is we end up in, in dire straits, and then we call out to God. Well, you know, when we call out to God, he hears us and he answers, but why not learn to live a life of victory before you're in trouble? Instead of allowing trouble to dictate your walk, why don't you walk in such a manner that causes trouble for your enemy? See, you're going to walk by faith. There ain't no question about that. If, you, if you're born again, you're righteous, you're justified, you're going to walk by faith. The Bible says it, the just shall live by faith. How that occurs in your life is up to you. You can, you can live by faith on purpose or on demand. It can be because you decided, I'm going to live according to the Word of God, or because circumstances decided for you, you're going to learn the Word of God. And there's a huge difference. You can, wait, you can wait until your marriage is falling apart and then decide, well, I better find out what the Word says. Or you can take the Bible, find out what the Word says, and live a life that, uh, uh, of marriage life that is just totally blessed, harmonious, peaceful, strong. You, you can wait till you're in financial trouble before you find out what God says. Or you can go find out what God says and keep yourself out of financial trouble. You can, you, you can live by faith on purpose, or you can let circumstance demand it, but you're going to live by faith. Look at somebody, tell them, you're going to live by faith. I want you to open your Bible tonight and go to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Romans 1, 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Amen? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I am not ashamed that I live by this word. Don't pull any punches. This is how we do it, folks. We live according to the word of God. Some of us need to quit acting like we're ashamed of this book. Thank you for that incredible response. Some of us need to quit acting like we're embarrassed by the book. No, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is God's power. God's power is God's word. Man, you ain't ever going to change that word. That word ain't ever going to change. Society's going to change. The opinion of, of the world is going to change. Voices out there going to change. God's word ain't ever going to change. Not ashamed of the word of God. It is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death. The, oh, come on, somebody. God's power working deliverance in my life from separation from God, connecting me to God life, Zoe life, to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident, confident surrender, firm reliance to the Jew first, also to the Greek. Hey, this is for everybody. Look at somebody say, this is for you too. I'm not ashamed. This is God's power, his strength, his ability, his miraculous power, his miraculous power working into salvation. That is deliverance. He, God has delivered you. I think sometimes we're under the impression that deliverance is the same thing as translation, right? Translation is when you're plucked up, move somewhere else, you know, kind of like Star Trek, beam me up. 
just set me down in another location. The word deliverance means equipped to fight and win. God's word is empowering you to face your current situation and demonstrate Satan's defeat. God's word is infusing you with power. You know, sometimes I just don't get it. It's Saturday night. Can can we just talk? Sometimes, Sometimes I just don't get it. We try and try and try to accomplish something that resembles the promise of God, but we don't want to rely on God's word that will produce what we're trying to get. We create high expectation in false information and then walk around disappointed that it didn't produce. I have never met anybody who did what God said and didn't eventually see what God promised. Ever. Ever. Our marriages wouldn't be all jacked up if we just did what the book said. Financially, you'd have security if you just do what God's word says. Everybody's looking at me like, how come he's being mean to us? It is God's power to produce deliverance in your life. God's word. God's word, his power to everyone that believes. Look at verse 17. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. In the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed both springing from faith and leading to faith, disclosed through the way of faith that arouses to more faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. This is how we do it. You got to face the book, baby. You, you got to crack that thing open, start getting it inside of you and realize that this is God's description of your life. This is what I want you to do when you're in this situation. Do this. What, what's the Bible say? What's the Bible say? I found this. It was really kind of interesting. William somebody who wrote a book called The Romance of the Hebrew language, and it's going to be hard for me to read it because I forgot, I forgot my glasses, so I might just make some up. No, this is, this is what it says. It says, there is a curious passage in the Talmud. The Talmud is the body of Jewish civil and religious law. There is a curious passage in the Talmud which says that Moses gave 600 injunctions to the Israelites, and as these Commands might prove too numerous, too numerous to commit to memory. David brought them down to 11 in Psalms 15. Isaiah reduced these 11 to 6 in Isaiah 33. 
Micah further reduced them to three, and Isaiah in chapter 56 once again brought them down to two. These two, Amos in chapter 5, he reduced to one. However, lest it might be supposed from this that God could be found only in the fulfillment of the law, Habakkuk said these three simple, or said these simple words, the just shall live by faith. You, you want to wrap up Christian life demonstrating victory? How do, how do I do it? You live by faith. Faith is the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing. You get in that book. You, you, what did God say? What did God say? Read it and repeat it. Read it and repeat it. Read it and repeat it. Read it and repeat it until all of a sudden your mind begins to transition. You begin to have a paradigm shift. You begin to align your lifestyle with God's word. So you are hammered every day and all day long with, uh, with a doctrine, with a philosophy, with a, with, with a, uh, you know, a form of processing information by the world. The world is constantly pounding a message into you. You know, think about the current economic situation and the recession that the country's in. A recession is simply a response to a given report. The report is so strong that it causes people to perform certain actions that they normally wouldn't have performed had they not received that report. You want want to turn your world upside down? Turn the news off for about 30 days. And what does God say? If you just do what God tells you to do, well, Jeremiah 29, 11, ever heard that one? His plan is to prosper you. If you just do what God's word says to do, you're going to be on the increase because God's going to position you to do what he's called you to do. What he's called you to do is bigger than you are. So you're going to have to experience increase so that you can do what God's called you to do. If you just let God's word change your heart, you won't be living for you anymore. You'll begin to live for God. If you just live by faith, you won't be all, you know, puckered up. You, you, you'll have joy unspeakable and full, you'll be filled with glory. If you just start doing what the book says to do. Right? You got to hear the word and let that word change you. You know, when your faith is high, I guarantee you, your word knowledge is high. And when your faith is low, it's because the level of word in you has become low. Increase the word, you're going to increase your faith. Why? Because God's not a man that he should lie. When I do what he said, he produces what he promises every single time. Faith Faith is coming to me because I am hearing the word of God. I don't go one day any week without hearing the word of God. I'm going to hear God's word every single day the rest of my life because I've tried it without it. And according to King James, it sucketh. I don't get it. People come up and they're, and they are messed up. I mean, they are beat up. They are bleeding. They are desperate. And when you say, well, let's go get in the book and you hear stuff like, well, I don't need somebody to preach to me. No, you need somebody to beat you. Take you out behind the woodshed and come back and get you back in the book. Hello? 
See, here's the deal is that we're under the impression that faith is like a magic wand. You wave it just right and you'll get anything you want. That's a fantasy. I said that that is a fantasy. You don't write a $15 check and get a $15,000 return, right? Praise the Lord. Give me your money. I'm happy. You can be happy too if you'll praise the Lord and send me your money. That's what God would have you to do. Just send me your, just give me an offering. And you know, you know why so many people respond to that? Because they're hoping that even though God might not be cheap, hopefully he can be bought. If I get the right amount in the right slot, pull the right lever, finally I get what I want. Well, your motivation's already screwed up. I don't want what I want. When I get what I want, everybody suffers. Everybody, me included. Every time. Not sometimes, every time. Oh, there's a few moments of feel good. Then there's 15 years trying to pay it off. Hello? trying to hunt down relationships, see if they can be restored. Why? Because I got what I wanted. No, I want what God wants. I want what God, faith is not simply believing regardless of circumstance. It is obeying regardless of consequence. It is doing what God said to do. Amen? Faith ain't easy. It's funny how it gets really quiet. You say something like that and everybody, <gasps> you know, okay. First Timothy 6, 12. First Timothy 6, 12. Look, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Fight the good fight. You got to fight. So you got to fight. You know, you got to get your gloves on and get in the ring. Why? Because you're going to do some warfare now. You've been equipped to fight and win. You've been delivered. Equipped to fight and win. You've been called into a warfare. You know, well, I, I, I want a life that's just calm and easy and white sand and, and drinks with umbrellas in it. That's called vacation. That's not a lifestyle. That's a weekend. But life of faith is a fight. It's a good fight, right? It's a good fight. You know the difference between a fight and a good fight. Good fight, you win. Fight, you get your hiney handed to you. But a good fight, you kicking devil booty, right? It is a good fight. Lay hold on eternal life. That's Zoe, guys. That's God life. You, you're going to lay hold on that God life whereunto you've been called and you profess as a good profession. Fight the good fight of faith. Get Zoe-fied. Refuse to settle for a lifestyle that's lower than the one that God has called you to live. John 10, 10, the thief comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Zoe life. God wants us living a lifestyle that literally humiliates hell. Hell ought to be having a meeting right about now about you. What are we going to do with them now? 
Here they are. They are not only listening to the word, they're beginning to hear the word. They're beginning to give thought and study to the truth they hear. And that truth is beginning to produce a power inside of them. And where we once had a grip on their life, the anointing is causing us to lose that hold on them. And they're beginning to rise up as children of a living God, looking us eyeball to eyeball saying, go ahead, make my day. Oh, man. Hell's messed up, man. When God's people say, you know what? Let's just serve God. Let's just see what happens. Has it finally come down to this? We got to trust God. <laughs> Are you, you mean it? You serious? Yep. We're going to have to trust God. How are we going to build a two or three million dollar project? I don't know. I don't care. How are we, you know, that's, that's just out there. That's just crazy. How are we going to live through Wednesday? How are we going to deal with people talking mean to us? How are we going to deal with relationships that are on the edge? How are we going to deal with, with, with employers and employees that don't seem to like us? How are we going to deal? We're going to live by faith. We're going to live by faith. And that life sometimes hurts. But we're not going to be distracted by stupid stuff. We're going to be riveted to God's word. We got so much word in us that when life shakes us, his word comes out. Ever been to the river in your tennis shoes? Wander around down there, get ankle deep. Don't even have to get deep, just ankle deep. Then everywhere you go, you can be, you can be tracked. And squirting out of the sides. Man, you need to step into Zoe a while. So everywhere you go, man, you leave a trail. You know, we had a furnace in the church in kaiser that you'd have to go in at five o'clock in the morning and start that furnace up so it would be warm enough for women to come to church and no matter how hard you try somewhere in the process you know because they always build the room around the furnace just barely big enough to you know for a filipino to get in there and work on it and then they send a big guy in to light it so no matter what happens you're coming out and some of that's going to be on you right well you got to ask yourself you know, what's on me? What, what have you been rubbing up against? What is it that's made you so happy? So healthy. So blessed. That when you get close to other people, they get it on them. A transference occurs. Come on, guys. Get ankle deep in Zoe life and see what happens to you. John 16, 33. John 16, 33 says, These things have I spoken unto you. What are things? Words. Remember? I know it's been a couple of weeks. Things. Words. Debar. It's... The word, words are things. Words are things in seed form. 
it is the Hebrew word debar. Remember, some of you guys need to spend a lot more time at debar. Maybe I said that too fast last time. You've been down to the tavern thinking you're going to get anointed. No, you need debar. You need the word of God. God said, look what he said. These things, these words have I spoken. To speak words is to use words to disclose one's thoughts. We're trying to find the mind of God. Have you read the book? Get people all the time that want us to join hands with them and pray because they're seeking God's mind. Have you opened the book? Or are you thinking maybe angels would come down and do the river dance out in the driveway? Paint your name in green glow paint in the bedroom so when you wake up in the middle of the night, why you got to be so spooky? Here's the word. Let's go there. You know, I, I believe in supernatural intervention, but if you can't even cooperate with the natural, the super probably ain't going to show up. And when it does, it's going to be weird. Why? Because you ain't got no word to balance it with. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Everybody say peace. peace. That's Irene. The Greek word for peace used here is Irene. That's the good kind. Okay? That is freedom from havoc and the rage of war. It is harmony with individuals. Oh, hear me. It, it's, it's all of these things. This is what you get. You get freedom from the rage and havoc of war, and you also get harmony with individuals. See, if, if, you're, if you've got, if you've got a, a, what's a good word? If you're arguing, you ain't got peace. You've got to fight. And how many of you know that if you're arguing with your wife, that ain't a good fight? Because you can't win. Come on, guys. You can't win. You know, a long time ago, my father told me, he said, you know what? You can be right or you can be happy. I've been happy ever since. <laughs> ain't that right? He said, I've spoken my word so that you'd have freedom from the havoc and the rage of war, that you'd have harmony even with individuals, and that you would understand continual prosperity. Well, because where, where peace and harmony are, there's safety and security, and it makes and keeps things healthy and prosperous. That's what peace does. It makes things and keeps them Healthy and prosperous. No, hear me. You, you go do your own word study. Break out the book and you're, you're, you're going to read this. You're going to read that Irene makes things healthy and keeps things, makes it and then keeps it healthy and prosperous. The word make means to form from that which has already been created. It doesn't create things. It makes things. There's a difference. To create is to form from that which doesn't exist. But when God shows up and starts making things, he takes the ingredients that you already have, and here all this time you thought you needed something that you couldn't get. But God takes what you already had, and he causes that thing to become healthy and prosperous, and he keeps it that way because Irene is on the job working on your behalf because you've been in the word. I spoke these things so that you would know what 
Freedom from warfare is like. I spoke my word so you'd know what harmony in your relationship is like. I spoke these things so that I could have the opportunity to use my word to cause your life to become healthy and prosperous on a day-to-day basis. I gave you my word so that you would have a peace, be Irene, because in the world, there's going to be tribulation. In the world, ye shall have. Listen. Let's, let's, let's just break her on down. In the world, the world is cosmos. That is the system of logic that is separated from God logic. It is a mindset that is against the cause of Christ. In the world, look what it says, ye shall have. Who's God talking to? Ye? (laughs) So you can be in the world and under the influence of that system of logic, or you can be in the world, er, in the word, that is the world with the L out of it. You might want to get the L out of the world. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Ah, okay. I try stuff out on Saturday night. Sunday morning, I won't even use that. Okay. If you're in the world, you will have tribulation. Does it take a genius to figure out that when you're in tribulation, you might have wandered off into the world system of logic? I I mean... I'm not talking about a couple of days of havoc. I'm talking about a lifestyle of, oh, my God, what was that? Everybody's going to have a few weird days. But if you've had it for a year or so, might I suggest that you wandered off the trail that leads the way of salvation. He gave his word that you would have peace. So if you ain't got peace, could it possibly be that you ain't living according to his word? In the world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Good cheer. In God, good. Said, in God, good. All the time. All the time. Oh, Let's do that together. In God good? All the time. time. (laughs) You can go anywhere in the world and say that, and people say that, and you know what's funny? They haven't got a clue what good means. The word good is something that gives of itself for the betterment of its environment. God is good because he gives of himself to improve the environment that he enters into. When God made the sun, he said it is good. Ask any scientist, they'll tell you the sun's getting smaller all the time. Why? Because it's given of itself for the betterment of the environment. God is a good God. He gives of himself. You are creating his image. That makes you good. So you give of yourself, right? You're a giver. If you're not a giver, well, you just ain't acting like God. You're a poser. Good Good cheer is cheer that produces cheer in the environment it's located in. So even in the midst of your hellacious situation, you got stupid grin on your face. Be of good cheer. What are you doing? I'm bringing cheer to people. 
I got a, I got a song of faith. I got a victory shout. I, 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 I got a, a seed of hope. I will not, I will not be denied. God promised me and it's coming to pass. Be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. See, that world, that system of logic, that, that uh, dynamic that's trying to attach itself to you has been rendered powerless by the word. Right about now is when you ought to be looking for that white hanky and you be going, we're talking my life now. <laughs> They're all over now. Talking about my life now. That's me. I've got peace. Look at somebody say, I've got peace. Notice what he said there, though. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. I got a question for you. Do you more often say what you're thinking or think upon that which you're saying? I won't give you a piece of my mind. Be careful. You only got a little piece left. Do you say what you're thinking or do you think about what you're saying? See, if you get in agreement with the word of God and you start speaking God's word, that word will change the way you think. Right? Words always develop your thoughts. If, if you are saying what you think, you're already living upside down. But if you think upon that what you've been saying, now something's about ready to begin to change. See, you got to get it right. The Bible doesn't tell us to call those things which are as though they're not. It calls us to call those things which are not as though they were. God said, I call those things which are not as though they were. He did not say, I call those things which are as though they ain't. So what we do is we end up in a situation and we talk about what we got and then we try to reverse it by calling it what it isn't. But no, you, don't, you use your word to call in what's lacking so that when the, when the introduction of what's missing comes on the scene, it changes everything. And I, I don't even acknowledge what's, what's, you know, what's here. No, I call in what's not here so it comes here. Remember, God stepped out into the darkness. Remember, it's early in the book, chapter 1. And, um, and, and, he, and he looked at the darkness and he said, let there be light and, and what he said came to where he was and what he said changed where he was at see guys really you got to get this if we're gonna live by faith and we got to get this down we got to know what we're doing we got to know this is how we do it so i don't uh, you know I, I don't say what i've got in here i say what i need so that it'll come here and so i call those things which are not as though they were so in other words what am i lacking well i'm lacking hell well then i say i am healed of the lord he sent his word and healed me. I will not die, but live and declare the goodness of my king. What do you need? Well, that's then what I go to the book and find out what I need and start calling that onto the scene so that what I say shows up and I think about what I've said, but I never say what I'm thinking. I got to tell you something, you know, we, we, we're, we're fairly, uh, oh, what's the word? We ain't brand new but we're not all that old. And when I am left to my own thought processes, I don't think right. You know, don't mean to disappoint you, but I, I don't always think right. Don't honk at me. 
<laughs> Some of you don't get that, and I'm glad. Don't always think right. So what do I got to do? I got to start thinking on what I said. Well, what did you say? Well, I said what God's Word said. Why did you do that? Because I'm training myself to speak what God said. Hello? Why? Well, because this is how we do it. I said this is how we do it. The just live by faith. Don't say what you're thinking. Think about what you've been saying. Make sure you're saying God's Word and then think on that. Amen? Oh, shoot. I'm on pages and pages. I got next week's sermon ready. Praise God. Let let me just take you back to John 16, 33 real quick in the Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. You know what the word perfect means? Lacking nothing. I'm going to give you a peace that ain't missing what you've been looking for. Peace and confidence. Peace and confidence. Confidence is the infusement of power that enables you to act when you would not act before. See, if you have confidence, you will take a step. If you don't have confidence, you'll stand right where you're at. But he said, I spoke these things, that word he spoke, he, his word will produce a confidence in you that will empower you to go ahead and act on what he said. Hebrews says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward for you have need of patience. After you do the will of God, you'll receive the promise. When do you get the promise? After you do what he said. How do I do what he said? I act on what he said. You won't act if you ain't got no confidence. God said, well, I sent my word so that you would have a greater level of confidence so that the thing that tried to stop you from doing what I said will be overcome by the power of my word residing in you. So now you'll begin to do what you wouldn't do before because you'll have something that you didn't have before. You'll have an understanding of my word that'll empower you to go ahead and do what you said you couldn't do, but now it's done. You kind of need the word. I told you these things so me you'd have perfect peace and confidence in the world you have tribulation trial and distress and frustration and isn't it funny that that's the junk most of us want to spend our time talking about most of us just want to rehearse the tribulation the trial the distress and the frustration that we have experienced wrong thought life want to sit down with each other and tell each other why you frustrate me well, the last thing you want to give to somebody who's shooting at you, ammo. <laughs> You're going to have this stuff, but you can be of a good cheer and take courage, get the backbone. You can be confident, certain, undaunted. I have overcome the world, deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. I'm here tonight to tell you, you ain't going to be victorious. You are. You're already there. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, we don't live by what we feel. I don't look like it. We don't live by what we see. We live by the word of God. I have conquered it for you. You're victorious. 
Some of you guys act like I got the wrong crowd. No, I came to talk to you. Who, who, who's, who's he talking to? He's, he's talking to you, the guy behind us. Who's he talking to? I'm talking to you tonight. You are victorious. I read the book about you. I know what God said about you. And he said, you know what? Michael Pope is victorious, Tom. Okay. How, how do I close this? There's a thought I really want you to, to, to get and to understand and to wrap your brain around before I send you out of here. How do I do it? Um, you've got victory. It's not like you're going to get victory, but you've got victory. My sons, your children, have the ability to walk in high maturity. That don't mean they always do it. Right? But they're growing. They're growing. They're, they're getting better at it. And th- there, are, there, are, there are times that they can blow my mind because they act so Mature. Ten minutes later, I'm reminded, oh, yeah, that's my kid. You have victory. You don't always act like it. But you're getting better at it. said you're getting better at it. The enemy wants to attack your recognition of your own victory he wants to guilt you shame you into thinking that you ain't good enough to own victory by reminding you of the last stupid thing you did right hold that over your head paint a picture cause you to look at it every day give you the fruit of your you know recent harvest and have put in a bowl and say that's you But God says, you're victorious. You want to increase that level of victory? All you really got to do is act victorious. Right? You act victorious long enough, it'll become habitual to you. If it's a habit, it won't be long till it develops a character, and that characteristic will demand a certain outcome. But first, you got to act like you got some victory. Even on the day you're pretty sure you ain't got none. That's the day you act like you got it, right? So you take God's word and it begins to change your thoughts. Your thoughts begin to change your emotion because, you know, most of us, we we try to say, I don't live by how I feel, but every choice you have ever made is based on feeling. The feelings are either going to cause you to make choices to protect your future or to protect your feeling, but you're living by how you feel. So you get God's word changes your thoughts, which changes the way you feel and the way you see things. So you start making choices from a position of health. Those choices lead you into actions, and now you're acting like you're walking in victory. The only way to act like you got victory is because you read in his word, I've been given the victory. How come you act? What makes you think you can act like you got victory? Well, because God's word says, I got victory. 
right? I'm going to face the book. I'm going to face the book. I might have to turn off the TV. I might not have time to go to the movie theater this week because I got to face the book and find the word that says God's given me victory. And I got to tell you something, guys. It, it ain't in there just one place. I said it ain't in there just one place. If we had more time, I'd, I'd go, I'd, I'd take off here. Fact of the matter is, you are victorious hell is upset tonight hoping that you don't believe it that you got demonic powers that are going to try to do everything they can to convince you don't take that step of faith because you know what that's going to be too great of a fight it's too easy to lay down and act like a victim it takes great courage to rise up and walk like a victor but i'm here tonight to tell you that god has anointed you he has empowered you he has infused you with his spirit he has called you and he's asking you to rise up and live a life of victory that causes hell to go oh shots that's your life story look at somebody and say this is how we do it amen you learn something close your book and bow your head let me pray for you you here tonight and you separated from god you don't have God life, you got your life. Maybe it's your life that you fought to prove that's my life, I'm going to live my life the way I want to. How's that working? Most greatest decision, the, the most awesome thing you'll ever do is surrender 